welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Coco Express Show Network's Etiquette is Essential series of shows. I am your host, Aurelia, and during this episode, we're going to be talking about my initiative, Etiquette is Essential. If you were able to catch the last show, we went over some of the basics of etiquette, the, you know, the... Um, history behind etiquette and the origin of the the name and such. And I kind of gave you some modern day examples of what I deemed, what I deemed um, were good examples of how etiquette looks. And I called out two particular um, individuals from a show that I really like called Power. Um, I a lot of you already know the show and you know who the main character is. And I use the main character and his son just to show you how um, you can use etiquette to really enhance your ability to gain social status and success. But um, I, you know, was doing some research because I wanted to make sure that I had enough information for this particular show and I was going to go in another direction. But once I started doing the research and I found this particular poll on SurveyMonkey, it blew my mind. It blew my mind to the point where um, what I wanted to discuss, I just felt that it just didn't, it just didn't make sense. And it didn't sit well with me to discuss that when I had all of this information to share with you, which could give you a true understanding of why I am on this etiquette is essential mission. So we're going to begin with this. It's called the stageoflife.com national team poll, civility and etiquette. Now, a lot of people kind of like jumble up civility, manners, and etiquette all in one big bubble, and it's all one and the same. No, they are different, and they each have different meanings. Um, civility is defined as, a, as formal politeness and courtesy in behavior or speech while manners are defined as a person's way of behaving towards another one, another, forgive me. And etiquette, once again, is defined as the customary code of polite behavior in society among members of a particular professional group. So uh, to give you an example so you'll know, you know how to differentiate if you don't already know, because many of you probably already do, um, but for those that don't, manners, how we behave towards one another, that's calling somebody out of their name, okay? Civility, um, you know, civility, I'm sorry, civility is calling someone out of their name. So instead of calling them by the name that they, their given name, you call them what's up B, and you know what I mean. That is an example of uncivilized behavior. What's up B, what's up my N, those are, th those are things, they're derogatory terms, and it's uncivilized behavior. Manners 
are when you hold the door open for someone or if you're on a crowded train, a bus, and you see an elderly person standing, you get up and you give them your seat. That's manners. And etiquette is those are the rules and the guidelines for being a particular group, how they um, interact with one another according to what list of behaviors they have set. So now that we have a, a really good understanding of what those three are, let me just go over this survey with you because, like I said, it blew my mind. Now, you know, we're talking about children, teens, and young adults who um, range from junior high school all the way up to post-college. So that's the generation that a lot of people are complaining about. And this will give you an understanding as to why it is important that we as the um I guess you could say the older adults, the more mature adults, um, need to watch what we do and how we do it because there is definitely something lacking if our kids are saying something loud and clear and we're not listening. And let me just begin so you can get an understanding of where I'm going, where I'm going and where I'm coming from. How important is civility, manners, and etiquette in your life? 45.2% said it's very important. 45.6% said it's important. 8.5% said somewhat important. And 0.7% said not important. Okay? The next question was, where and from whom do you see most frequent uncivil behavior, rudeness, bad manners, etc.? 5.9% said at home from my family. 46.7% said at school from classmates. 274 in public places from strangers. And 20% said on social media via posting from friends or followers. See, there's a problem right there. That is yelling at us. Uh, you have a small percentage of kids that are um, having issues at home where they see uncivilized behavior, rudeness, um, bad manners, and such. But most of the bad behavior is from classmates, strangers in public places, and social media. Now, from my opinion, and this I'm not saying that this is what the survey says, this is my opinion. I believe that a lot of that social media stuff is the, the heart of the matter. Now we're going to go down to the questions so you can really get a good understanding um, of where and what I'm trying to say. Do you believe our society as a whole displays more bad manners or good manners? 30% believe good manners, but 70% believe bad manners. Our society, that is the makeup of a whole bunch of adults, okay? 70% of the kids, these, these young kids and young adults believe that, 70% of them believe that our society as a whole displays more bad manners than good. And how do you think that that will affect how they behave and what they do? Because they're going to model our behavior and how we act um, when we go out. 
So if we're displaying bad manners, they're going to do the same. Even though the survey is, is screaming out that they want to be able to conduct themselves properly with good manners, civility, and proper etiquette. But they see something that we're not paying attention to. Let's move on. Of the choices below, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to seeing bad manners from others in public? I'm going to go with the highest ranking ones. Being rude to cashiers, waiters, or other service people. The next highest ranking one, and that was 38.9%. The next highest ranking one was not using common courtesy like saying please, thank you, or excuse me. That's 25.6%. And the next highest ranking one is using foul language. That's 18.9%. Now, it is quite clear that they're not comfortable with the way people behave in public. And they don't want to hear a lot of foul language, which, you know, you can't get away from it because people who are in really um, high places, I'll say, they have the, the knack of saying some really awful foul things in public. And what, how do you explain that? How do you rationalize, rationalize that to a, a, a young child? If someone that they look up to, someone who's held high, you know, who has high esteem and has a huge public um, presence, uses foul behavior, what do you tell them? How do you explain that? I know I've had issues with my own, you know, child trying, when she was young, trying to explain, explain away behaviors. And in some instances, I just couldn't because no matter what I said about wrong and right, they saw something completely different, and they form their own opinions about the world and what they see, and that shapes how they move and act as they grow. The next question is, is civility dead? For example, do you see people opening doors for others? Do you see the strong protection, the strong protecting the weak? And the answer to that was 61% believe, 61.9% believe no. And 38.1% believe yes. I'm going to move on from that one because that one bothers me a great deal. Do you personally practice civility, good manners, and polished etiquette? And 67.8% said most of the time. 19.6% said all of the time. 11.1% said sometimes, and 1.1% said once in a while, and then you had 0.4% that said never. And, you know, that's what this is all about. Etiquette is essential, is about understanding the need for civility, good manners, and poised etiquette in society today so that we can be able to get along with each other and move forward in our lives without being offensive and obnoxious. Do you feel social media, for example, Facebook and Twitter, is making us more civil or less civil or less civil in society? The answer to that one is 92.2% said less civil. 
see my point? And 7.8% said more civil. Now, I've been screaming this for a while that um, social media is the problem because I've heard it said, and I'm sure that you have heard it said as well, that people use social media as a form of hiding behind um, an invisible, well, a, a brick wall and screaming out all the horrible things that they've ever wanted to scream out because no one can see them. And it just gives people the opportunity to have courage because no one is going to come after them because it's on social media, even though there have been instances where people have um, had some severe back backlash regarding their posts and their actions. But still, one it has gotten to be one of the most, um, I call it, a, 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 it's, it's a huge toilet sometimes uh, because people throw their crap in it like crazy and it just keeps going. We need to, I don't know what we need to do about it, but I do know that we need to start looking at ourselves and how we conduct ourselves and how we act. Because if you want to be a change, you know, you want to see change, you got to be that change in order for you to have that civil society. Now, with the next question they asked was, uh, where do you learn good manners? And um, 96.7 said home. 57.0% said place of worship, church, synagogue, mosque. 43% said school, extracurricular activity, sports, student government, theater. Um, media and books was 33.3%. Uh, 40% said strangers. You witness good manners from others that you want to emulate. Hello. That's what this is about. Um, let's see, where are we? School is some um, job, friends. So basically, it's something that I said in the last show that my grandmother told me when I was a kid. And she used to just say it so often and it would drive me bananas. But I really didn't understand the reason and the meaning behind her saying it until I became an adult and I was out in the world. And Basically, it says charity starts at home, charity spreads abroad. So that just means that you learn how to be um, good to others, how to show good manners and be civil, and how to sh and how to present proper etiquette from home. And whatever you learn in your home, nine times out of ten, you carry it with you wherever you go. It's like that song, you can't hide from yourself everywhere you go. There you are. That's true. You learn how to, you're in your formative years. You're in a home. You're in an environment with people who are shaping and molding the way you think, the way you behave, the way you talk, and, and how you do things. And that, stick with, that sticks with you. Even as you grow and you go outside and you're exposed to different ideas and different situations, what you learn at home is your foundation. And you will base everything that you do and everything that you say will be based on those two things. 
what you learned when you were at home and the experiences you had once you stepped outside into the world. When those two come together, sometimes they collide, sometimes they mesh. That is what you're going to get from that individual. That's why it's so important that we set a good example in our homes as to what we should do, how we should behave, so that when we step outside and the, when the rubber hits the road, then you'll see how to gauge what is wrong with this situation and what is right with a situation. How do I uh, um, approach this person or tell this person that they've offended me? Are all ways and all things that you learn from home. And that is the importance of learning, you know, good manners at home. And I agree with this particular one. And I agree with the, the students who said that good manners, you pick them up at home. 96.7% agree with me. Okay. So also, let's see. And they said, from where do you learn bad manners? School. Media, books, and movies. And friends. Those, let's see, friends and strangers. Those were the one, two, three, four high um, categories that they have chosen where you learn bad manners. And that's true also. See, home was very small. Home was 15.2%. And that goes, you know, true to what I just said, that when you go outside, whatever it is that you learn outside may not always be good. And that's why you have to have a solid foundation when you walk from, once you walk out the door of your house, you just have to have a solid foundation. You have to be given a solid foundation of good behavior, right and wrong, because when you walk outside, you're going to be exposed to so many different challenges, so many different situations, scenarios. Um, it's going to test you, and you're going to have to um, really decide for yourself and not be influenced by the things that you're going to encounter outside in the world. And the um, other question is, rank the following factors for their impact on civility. One being the most important factor affecting civility and three being the least important factor affecting civility. And the most important factor affecting civility was parents and upbringing. The next one was, let's see, the, the education was number two. And socioeconomic status was the last one. And that is, you know, it's really interesting that we have our youth telling us, hey, we like good manners. Please show us some good manners. And that is why I, I felt it was imperative that I shared this, this survey with you so that you can really get an understanding of the things that I come across on a daily, on a daily basis that kind of rub me in a, in a way that makes me want to scream at the top of my lungs off the rooftop to let everyone know that etiquette is essential. It's so important. We need this. And without it, 
we will have a society that is just lawless, um, just a horrible place to be. And we don't need that. We're in a good place. So we need to be able to appreciate what we have and enhance it by just practicing some good manners, civility, and proper etiquette. Now, I'm just going to give you a brief um, um, lesson here because I spent a lot of time talking about the survey, but it was what the lesson was going to be about prior to me coming across this survey. Now, I wanted you to be able to understand the importance of um, sitting upright and sitting straight. And what you need to do is look at yourself, look at your posture. How do you sit? How do you stand? When you walk, how do you walk? Are you slunched over? Are your shoulders bent? Do you have a curve in your back? Is your head down? Because if this is going on with you, you need to correct that right away. Stop it. What you need to do is stand tall or sit upright. And whenever you hear your parents say, sit upright, sit upright, there was a method behind their madness. They weren't just saying that because they wanted to get on your nerves. There is a method behind their madness. You have to sit upright and your head, hold your head up and look people in the eye when you're talking to them. I read an article in the New York Times that stated that People believe that if you do not have eye contact with them when you're talking to them, when you're speaking with them, they find you untrustworthy. Who needs that headache? Just look them in the eye. It's just that simple. Now, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you, and I'm kind of racing with time because uh, we don't have a lot more time left, is that sitting upright, standing upright, walking tall, they display confidence. That's all it is. It displays confidence. But did you know that it often helps your internal organs to function properly? You know, this is something else that blew my mind. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That sitting is the new smoking. We know that. But did you know that sitting for prolonged periods of time could cause organ damage, muscle degeneration, leg disorders, bad back, and trouble with your head, who would have thunk it? Well, it's true. There was an article that was in the um, Washington Post. Um, I found this article a couple of years ago, and I just held on to it like crazy because it meant so much to me. They um, interviewed some scientists, and they came up with some information that was mind-blowing, but I'm not going to go through all of it. I'm just going to tell you that when you sit for prolonged periods of time, over time, you start to really affect your body in a way that has prolonged um, side effects, which result in some really bad health. Heart disease, okay? Heart disease is one. Overproductive pancreas, colon cancer, mushy abs, tight hips, limp glutes, poor circulation in legs, soft bones, foggy brain, strained neck, sore shoulders and back. Well, and a bad back with, with an inflexible spine. Who, you know, we've, met, we've I'm going to tell you the truth. I had no clue that all these things were going on because I was sitting for prolonged periods of time. 
and I deemed myself being athletic, but it didn't matter because my athleticism may have happened early in the morning. Let's just say I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym, but I'm sitting at a desk for more, a little more than eight hours. So I've just reversed all of that hard work that I just put in by not getting up and moving around. And they also state that the mortality rates of sitting um, is really high. People who watch the most TV in a, it was an 8.5 year study, had a 61% greater risk of dying than those who watch less than one hour per day. And these are all things that are important. You know, we want to be the best we can be. We always want to present our best selves. And it's up to us to do that. It's up to us to take care of ourselves, to be good to ourselves. It's something that I say on the show all the time. The best way to do that is practice good manners. Be civil to one another. And learn the proper codes of conduct for the environment that you're in, be it an office environment, be it a school environment, be it at the gym, be it at the library. Wherever you are, there are rules on how you should conduct yourself and behave. And also take care of your bodies. It's you only going to get this one body. It's not like you can go to the store and exchange it and get another one because it's not going to happen. So why not treat the one that you have the best way possible? Get up, exercise. Sit up straight. Walk straight. Keep your head up. It also affects the mind. You know, when you feel good, when you're feeling good, you act good, so to speak. And I know you're probably saying I'm using all these, um, you know, basic terms because this is just a basic situation, and I could use all of the biggest words in the world, but it wouldn't mean anything if you didn't really understand the severity of the severity of the situation that we have here. The experts gave some um, recommendations on what you can do, and um, it's sitting on something wobbly, you know, like an exercise ball or a backless stool. That'll help you. It says sit up straight and keep your feet flat on the floor in front of you so they can support support you. Because when you sit up straight, you use your abdomen and your, ab, your muscles in your stomach and your abdominal muscles. And that will kind of get rid of that mushy abs that comes from sitting slumped over in a chair, looking at TV, laptop, video game, or... Um, cell phone or your phones. Yeah. So that would help with that. Stretch the hip flexors um, for three minutes per side once a day. And walk during the commercials. Do something during the commercials. And alternate between sitting and standing. And also try yoga poses. Those are really good for you as well. And, you know, you got to really understand how everything works together. Everything works together. So I um, have to say that this whole show was about helping you understand the importance of who you are in the world and where you want to go. And 
as I do my research, I come across different things at at different times, and I'm going to share them. Now, the next show, we're going to talk about, you know, proper handshakes and introductions. Those are just the basic things that you really need to understand. The more complex things, we can go into another show um, to discuss that as well. I had only thought as far as um, doing at least two or three more of these shows, but I had no idea I was going to come across this information. So now you have it. Now you understand why I'm running around shouting, etiquette is essential, hashtag etiquette is essential. This is the reason why. On that note, I'm going to leave you. And hopefully um, you gained as much from this as I did while doing the research. And you will join us again next week at 7 o'clock, like I said, when we discuss handshakes and proper introductions. Be well, take care of yourself, and remember, sit up straight, back straight, diaphragm up, shoulders back, head up, and look people in the eye so they know that you're trustworthy. Take care. God bless. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.